For those of you who have just tuned in today for the first time, let me explain to you what we are currently involved in. In our last broadcast, we began to talk about ways in which you as a Christian listener, and I assume that you know Christ as your Savior, if you don't, then you certainly need to come to trust him as the one who died on the cross in the place of guilty sinners and rose again from the dead. But if you are a Christian, how you as a Christian can be sure that you are receiving biblical counseling if you go for help. Now, the first thing that I tried to suggest last time is that you ought to go to a pastor for biblical counseling. He is a man who has been trained especially in the Word of God. And if he is a faithful man of God, he will be spending hours every week digging into the Scriptures in order to understand that book in a way in which he could not understand it by just simply giving a very haphazard or partial look at the book. People who are trained in psychology and in other kinds of things don't have the time to really dig into the Scriptures thoroughly, as thoroughly enough as they need to, to be able to really bring the depths of teaching from the Word of God that people who are having serious problems need. Now, there are pastors, of course, who have been hesitant to really use the Scriptures in an adequate way. And so I'm not saying that all pastors will give you what you need. That's one of the reasons why this broadcast is important, so that you can begin to discover whether the pastor or whoever else it is that you may be seeking counsel from is turning to the Scriptures or whether he is giving you some other kind of solution to your problem. The solutions to your problems, if they are not organic, will be found in the Word of God. All organic problems, all bodily problems, ought to be referred to the uh, local physician. It doesn't mean that your pastor can't help you with some of those too. Even your attitude going into an operation can be of a, a tremendous significance to your recovery and to the success of the operation. And your pastor may be able to help you immensely about that attitude as you go into it. But now we're talking about problems that don't involve the body directly or that may only affect the body as a result of the problem. Let's look at a few of the things that you might find in counseling were you to find even with a pastor, and it's possible that you might find that a pastor would give you non-biblical counseling because many pastors have been trained in a non-biblical way. Let's try to find what some of those problems are, what some of those viewpoints are, what some of those approaches may be. If everything that the counselor does is aimed toward trying to find out what has gone on in your past, and then after a long time the counselor is interested in trying to change your whole social outlook on the past by redoing your value system, you are involved in one way or another in a process of Freudian psychoanalytic counseling. Now, in true psychoanalytic counseling, it will take years. In fact, Freud said counseling would never end for anybody. It was interminable as far as he could see. But it would take years to really dig up all of the people who did all of the things to you. You see, the basic problem, as Freud and the Freudians who followed him and the many adaptations of Freud that are found in counseling today uh, look at, is the problem of the person's past. They see all of your problems stemming from poor socialization in the past. 
The way that you learn to deal with people, particularly, is your difficulty. And it's not your fault. It's the way that others treated you and the experiences that you had that bring you to this present time. Traumatic experiences, for example, where something quite serious occurred in your past and where you were influenced so dramatically by it that your whole life has become influenced. And you see, this idea that everything in the past is the determinant for the present, that many things have gone underneath, that your life is really motivated by all sorts of things that you don't even realize, and that all you really do day by day and moment by moment is rationalize your behavior, which is basically irrational anyway, that 90% of your behavior, like the uh, uh, iceberg, is beneath the surface of the water and only a little peak uh, exists above the water. This Freudian idea that you're not responsible for what you do, but that all the things and all the forces and all the people in your past are the ones who did it to you, and you just operate out of that mass of unconscious material that has been socialized down inside of you, that leads to hopelessness, utter hopelessness. If others did it to you over all that long period of time, how could you really believe that some counselor today could spend enough time or be wise enough to really unearth all of those things under all those flat stones that happened to you back there, to get all the vermin out and stamp on them. It's impossible for him to do this. He couldn't really dredge up every little rivulet and see how it flowed into the little creek, which flowed then into the stream, which then flowed into the river, which flowed into the ocean of your life. How could he ever really do all of that? And yet this is what psychoanalysis attempts to do, to analyze all of the influences that socialized you to be what you are today. Particularly, are they looking for those kinds of overly strict influences which they believe in your socialization process has become the source of conflict. They're looking for all the rules, the shoulds, the oughts, those kinds of things that were so indelibly impressed upon you as a child by grandmother, by parents, by the Sunday school teacher or whatever, that were so impressed upon you that now your id or your impulses, natural impulses that want to seek expression are stymied and held back. Uh, these impulses nevertheless take other forms more acceptable and then try to find their way free and loose in other places in your life. And so they come out in terms of problems in order to resolve the conflict between your uh, id and your uh, superego or your conscience. And so what then the psycho... Uh, analyst does, or the person using psychoanalytic theory in some form or other does, is to side himself with your natural impulses and try to knock down this overly strict conscience of yours. What a terrible thing to say that you're not guilty, but that somebody else is. You're not responsible, but somebody else is for your behavior. And then that we must change. We must change your whole value system, that we have to change those values which were brought into your life long ago. Now, not all of our values are correct, of course, and some must, to be, must be changed. But almost always, this siding with the conscience over against the siding with the uh, natural impulses of a sinful man will mean that the party who is counseling you is siding against the values of the Word of God or your higher values, uh, even poorly uh, set forth, and in favor of your sinful impulses. Perhaps this little analysis of one of the streams of thought today in counseling will make you wary. Look out for blame-shifting tactics. 
Look out for people who want to say that others did it to you. Look out for people who are looking only for something in the past that might have happened and not stressing the present. And look out for people trying to change your value system and trying to re-socialize you according to some more lenient system, particularly if that system tends to be more lenient than the Word of God. You see, my friends, you are responsible. You're responsible for God, and you're responsible for how you even handle what others have done to you. Of course they've had influence in your life, but God and his word should have even more influence. There is nothing in your past that has so molded you that it cannot be changed by God and the power of the Spirit working through his word. Trust that and that alone. Lord, help people to discern error and to find truth for Christ's sake. Amen.